welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. So exciting news. This week, Joseph, my husband, and I found out that we are expecting a baby, which is so exciting. I'm just really ask for your prayers for this pregnancy. So we're due in May of next year. But with sweet little babies, like little, little babies, come not so sweet morning sickness and afternoon sickness. And let's be honest, with this pregnancy, it's been evening and night sickness too. With all the time that I've spent either on the bathroom floor or in my bed, I've had a lot of free time. And I would like to say that I've used all my free time really well and filled it with prayer and reading and resting. But the reality is that while prayer, reading, and resting have been part of this past couple weeks, I've spent a lot of time scrolling on my phone. Sometimes I read news articles and other times I write things down, but a lot of times I'm jumping on Instagram and I'm checking out my favorite accounts. And let me tell you what, when you're lying on your bathroom floor that you have neglected to clean for a while and you feel sick to your stomach, literally everyone else on Instagram looks like they have their entire lives together. Do you know that struggle? If you spend a lot of time scrolling through Instagram or any other form of social media and you fall into the trap of comparison in your own life to the lives of other women around you, you are not alone. And if you fall into the trap of comparison in real life, too, you are for sure not alone. So what are we going to do about it? We know we have a comparison problem. How are we going to tackle it? My guest today is Emily Hannon, and we are going to be spending this whole episode talking about how social media can actually be transformed into a bridge to reach other women, how we can recognize the beauty of our own story and the gifts that God has given us, and how to compliment the women in our life and reject the lies of comparison. I have learned so much from this conversation. I cannot wait to share it with you. And we're welcoming to the podcast, Emily Bloom Hannon. She is a woman whose writings I ran across over on Femme Catholic. Um, she wrote an article about comparison and shared her thoughts on the subject really beautifully. So I'm really excited to sit down with her um, and chat about comparison. So welcome to the show, Emily. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Before we get started into talking about comparison and how we deal with this as women, can you just tell us a little bit about your life as a Catholic woman? Yes. I am a 25-year-old um, stay-at-home mom right now. We have, um, my husband and I have a one-year-old little boy, Jack, and we're expecting our second child uh, actually this, well, I guess next month, October. I keep thinking it's next month. <laughs> <laughs> like the last month is going to drag on. Um, so we're expecting our second child this fall. Uh, we live in Pittsburgh. We're both from here. And I went to school here. I've never really left. <laughs> so um, I also live like 10 minutes from my parents. So yeah, I definitely um, kind of jumped right into the stay at home <laughs> mom life. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of us in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, that must be nice to live next to your parents with your two littles and or one on the way and oh one here. God. Yes, it's so <laughs> nice. And I actually, I have, I'm one of eight kids and I have five sisters. So four of them are younger than me and they're great babysitters. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm also the oldest Love. of eight and yeah, they live about an hour away, but when babysitting oh, time wow. comes around, we are totally going to make a quick road trip yeah. down there and snack a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So you're 25 years old. You're a stay-at-home mama. Yeah. Your son was born before your first wedding anniversary. So you're a younger wife yeah. and mom. Yeah, that's a lot of change within a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy smokes. It was smokes. a lot, yeah. I graduated in um, in 2015, and then I worked for two years at mm -hmm. a nonprofit in um, fundraising and development. And then my second year there, I got married. And then 
we got pregnant and then we also moved. So it was Holy a lot of change. Yeah, all at once. <laughs> oh. Do you find it easy to compare your life to maybe your unmarried friends who don't have little people, your married friends who don't have little people? How do you live your life and blaze kind of new trails and also fight against comparing your life to those of kind of those in that same age range whose lives look different than yours? Yeah. So I do most of my closest friends from college. Um, a couple of them still live in Pittsburgh, but one or two, two of them are not, are one, one is in medical school. One is, um, working. She just graduated from PA school and is in Florida. So we've all kind of gone different directions and, mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely hard for me at first because I just even like the practicality of it, you can't do things past 7 p.m. unless you have a babysitter. So um, <laughs> it was just very limiting. And I, yeah, just that alone was kind of an adjustment to get used to. Um, just our day-to-day life changed so drastically when we had our, our first child. But um I find, yeah, it's a little bit tough because I do have very, very like high achieving friends, which is great. <laughs> and same with my, same with my siblings. So I kind of like, I have moments where I think, oh my gosh, they are, they're like killing it out there. And I'm just <laughs> like doing the same thing every day over Aww. here. Um, so there's definitely, there is a, a temptation sometimes and it's really just like, bad days or hard days it's mm-hmm. definitely not like a constant thing but I think we can all sort of fall into that um trap of comparison but for me it is that's one of the the temptations to sort of look at my close friends and think oh my gosh like they have a stout like I miss having a salary and I'm oh. having like a nine to five you know you and I, and I did experience that for a little bit before I got married and had a kid but um it's it's so I do know like yeah you know it's it's great but it's also I I'm so happy with what I'm doing right now but it's funny because I I'm like oh my gosh that just seems so much easier to me now you know going in and sitting at my desk every day and sitting at my computer and having time to do things and having time to think things through so yeah so sometimes it's a little bit I've I've fallen into that like oh man they have it all together and it's just easier when people ask you, like, what do you do? It's just easier to, you know, rattle off like a job or something around yeah. school or whatever. So, yeah, I, I knew there was a problem. I knew I was like struggling with this and self-conscious about it when people would ask me, you know, what do you do the past year, basically? And I would respond like I would totally justify being a mom mm. and I would respond, I would never just say I am a mother. You know, I stay home with my child. I would always say, um, well, for now I'm staying home, but I might do something part time or I'm doing some writing here and there on the side or just something that made it sound like I was, I was doing something productive mm. and something in addition to being a mother. So that's kind of when I knew like, okay, I need to, think about this, pray about this and be at peace with this because this, this vocation is truly like what I have always wanted. It's not like I'm, I sort of fell into this and I'm wildly unhappy or anything. It's, it's truly like what I've always wanted. And I definitely, you know, made the decision to enter into this vocation. So I love it. And I, I do love the day today, but it's, yeah, it's definitely easy to sort of think, you know, with all the 
the pressure from society, from even just just the pressure I put on myself that, oh, that's not quite enough. Even though you're happy, it's like, is that enough, though? And, and can you just say to someone, this is all I'm doing and not feel like you need to justify that decision? So it's definitely I'm I'm at the point probably just because we're about to have a second child and I feel <laughs> like I definitely have my hands full. But I've gotten to the point where I'm much more just secure and confident in that and mm-hmm. I'm at peace about that and I don't feel like I need to be doing something super productive and productive is a funny word because I'm like well what I do every day is very you know like I'm <laughs> keeping these keeping this kid alive these two kids alive and, but it just is obviously a really different yeah it's, it's not quite as tangible or maybe doesn't seem quite as valuable according to certain standards. But yeah, so that's sort of, I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah, that's so tough, especially like being the stay-at-home mom, which is such a beautiful call and such a beautiful life work. And yeah, you're keeping kids alive. It is not small potatoes at all. But <laughs> yeah, it's like there's not a way to, to quantify like, yep, today I made X amount of dollars or the salary for my check came in today and I deposited it in the bank account. And it's, it flies in the face yeah. really of like what the world values when it comes to productivity and when it comes to like, quote unquote, like being useful to society. Like, no, you're mm-hmm. raising little people. That's very useful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right. Mm -hmm. When it comes to like social, so you have other friends who you graduated with who are in different stages of life, whether it's in med school or moving out of state, instead of using social media, we'll talk more about using like falling into the trap of social media as a comparison, like, oh, that's what their Instagram looks like. And here's what mine is. But before we dig into that, can you talk about how really social media can act kind of like a bridge uh, to connect us with other people who may not be in the same season of life that we're in now, but can still be friends that we communicate with and invest in? Yeah, I love that kind of analogy as um, using it as a as a bridge because um, I I do agree that social media can really be detrimental and and obviously it can be the root of a lot of issues. It can totally be a bridge um, to other yeah to to other women who are in a similar stage of life or to women who are in a completely different stage of life and and that's what I really have come to appreciate about it that the reality of of living where I live, not being necessarily like even in the same city as some of my friends or these people like virtual friends, even people who yeah. you have, you know, you've read their articles or you've heard them on podcasts, whatever, and you feel some connection to them. It's, it's, um, you're not physically close to them. So it's sort of, it, it, it can be a really great way, I think, to foster community amongst women who, again, maybe are in your same phase or aren't in your same phase of life. And I think, yeah, obviously the the line is there's a fine line between between that and like really wanting to build community and to inspire other women, like genuine inspiration and encouragement. And then just looking at other women and thinking, you know, my life is so different. I couldn't possibly do what they do or I want what they have and what I have isn't good enough. So there is a, it's def, definitely not sugarcoating. There's a fine line and it's so easy, I think, as women especially to to just sort of look at other women and, and think they couldn't possibly, you know, I have so many more like crosses or whatever than they do. And it's such a lie because you have no idea what, yeah, I mean, you really, 
it's hard to tell sometimes what is actually going on behind someone's Instagram photos or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I have, yeah, just in my own experience in terms of just being like a great positive bridge, I mean, I've truly come across some of my favorite individuals and then just groups, Catholic groups that are really like a very awesome, strong voice in the church right now. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's amazing to feel like, okay, you know, there is like an army behind me and I'm not the only one going through this. Um, and especially now it's just so, you know, when you can feel so isolated and alone um, and unsure of things, it's really quite encouraging to be reading things on social media or just like witnessing the lives of these women who are maybe, you know, really strong in their faith or they're just, going about their day-to-day, which is similar to mine, and, and they're just positive and happy in what they're doing. So I think it can definitely be used as a tool for, yeah, inspiration, encouragement, and just solidarity. Like, we can we can do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, I've just been feeling like, oh my gosh, how do you raise children today? Like, how do you raise good people who hopefully will become saints? And I think about that all the time, and it's extremely discouraging if you're just sort of going off of what the world is saying or what the world feels like these days, like it's basically ending. (laughs) But (laughs) to feel like, okay, there are other mothers out there doing this, and this work is super, super important, and I am going to keep doing my best. Like, that is my part, and... Um, it's a really, really important part to play to raise children who will become saints. So, yeah, I think it's just seeing other women doing that and being encouraged by them and, again, genuinely appreciating um, what they're trying to do rather than compare yourself to what they're trying to do can be really, like, life-giving, actually. Yeah, and it's also just good to not feel totally, totally, like, isolated sometimes Mm -hmm. like I think there is something to that and I tell my friends that and they're like really you feel like you need to go on social media to feel like you're connected and I'm like well sometimes I do when I don't leave the house all day yeah (laughs) don't get me wrong It, it should never replace real genuine friendship like person to person and and you obviously need a few good friends in your you know right in your area who you can actually see and and spend time with and I think that's, that's, that will always be kind of the number one. And that's, and it's not like you need, I've sort of learned this too. It's not like you need tons and tons of those friends, but you need at least like a couple who just totally get it and they're right there with you and um, you can just count on them. You can actually go see them and whatever. So that's, that's like number one. But then if there is something to say for, the secondary sort of friendships, which are more of like the virtual friendships. Um, so yeah, it should never, social media should obviously never replace um, real friendship, like real life friendships, but it can definitely complement your kind of your lifestyle and who, mm-hmm. you know, your, your current friendships. Yeah. I, one thing that I find myself asking because I work from home, so I, I know the, like, I haven't left the house all day. I feel very disconnected, mm-hmm. especially, like, away from that traditional, like, 9 to 5. Like, oh, yeah, the water cooler talk. And, oh, yeah, like, people, like, stopping by your desk. Um, like, a question <laughs> that I find myself asking is, like, what am I on here for? Like, am I on here to mm-hmm. be encouraged and encounter women 
and you know interact with people who i do consider friends like you said like not not to replace the friends that i have here face to face but who i do consider friends or am i here to like compare myself to other people and or am i here to waste time like that's something that i have to really watch am i here to just waste time um and so yeah like just asking that question and being really mindful of the reason that i'm logging on has been really helpful when it comes to seeing it is like okay if i'm going to use this as a bridge i have to go in there with the mentality that i'm here to you to like to use this as a bridge which also be a bridge to other women um and that's really mm-hmm. helpful like just being aware of that yeah that's a really good point yeah because it's so easy it's so so easy to just like the second you have a free moment to just take out your phone and start scrolling and it truly can be like completely mindless like you're Mm -hmm. just looking at images and then your your head just gets filled up with all of these images and um they're usually yeah they're usually very curated and beautiful and whatever and it and it doesn't necessarily like it's completely losing its value then and you're just sort of fluttering your mind with things that you either bringing some sort of beauty to your, I don't know, to your everyday or they're just, yeah, they've, they've lost that purpose and they're just kind of like there to, to either make you feel worse about your own life or just truly to like fill your mind with sort of useless things. So that's a really good point to be, um, to be really conscious and mindful, like before you even open it up and, figure out like okay well why why do I need to look at this right now what's the purpose Mm -hmm. yeah yeah when you do you have any practical tips for approaching social media more that that in moderation so that we can avoid kind of the time suck that Facebook Instagram Twitter like any social media in general can can tend to become yeah so I think I've recently started taking like two days a week to not even go on I guess more Instagram that like I sort of use Facebook for you know femme Catholic stuff and yeah sometimes using it as a news outlet so that's definitely there's I, I can objectively evaluate that and and that's sort of more of like a you know just a <laughs> which is silly but as my husband makes fun of me like sort of where I get my news from some of my news so it's not I don't really use that it doesn't like tempt me to fall into comparison necessarily so that's fine but Instagram does so that mm-hmm. I actually delete the app two days a week so that I'm not even you know you're just not even thinking about because yeah like I said you could I could totally pick up my phone and like have no idea that I'm even about to go on and, and somehow I'm like suddenly scrolling so just not having the app on my phone at all has been really good so that's one th- and then you sort of you do just feel like okay I'm not even tempted now to take photos of everything throughout the day or yeah. to upload like a story or something because it's, it's not you don't have access to it so that's if you're at that point like I needed to actually delete it so that's been really good for me and it's not necessarily I haven't done I guess at one point I did like a two-week thing but I haven't done like a long extended fast per se from social media but I think that would be really awesome too just to kind of put everything in perspective and if you do struggle with uh, either like oversharing or just like over using it and looking at too many things and I think that could be a really good way of sort of taking a step back and actually realizing okay this maybe is a little bit of a problem um (laughs) and when I jump back into it I won't be you know hopefully won't be nearly as attached so that's another good practical thing but yeah it's been good to just like have a few days a week where I'm just not at all on it just another thing that I've done is 
write down each day like five to ten things that I'm grateful for. Mm. So that's been really good because it's it's sort of another another result of scrolling too much or you know using social media too much. You forget you just don't realize how many gifts you yourself have been given when you're just constantly looking at other people. It's been really helpful for me to actually write down like each night this is what I'm thankful for. Like recognize these as gifts and they're unique gifts to me and they're not, you know, not to be taken for granted. And it's probably especially good at this point since I'm entering the last month of pregnancy and I'm having a hard time finding things to be grateful for. (laughs) But that's that's been a good practice too, to just, you know, fight comparison and not just on social media, but just in in life in general, like as Catholic women, it's been so helpful to, to do that so that I can really appreciate like, this is how God made me and the gifts that he's given me. And, you know, within my vocation, these, this is what I'm bringing to the world. And it's, it's actually been like kind of transformative. <laughs> yeah. You do start to see and like truly believe. Like, I think I've had a hard time in the past really believing that, okay, yeah, he has, he has really blessed me in unique ways, like unique to my siblings and my friends. That is something that I should, I should recognize and, and like celebrate. So just in, in general, it's a great, it's a great way to just be, um, be really happy in your vocation, I think. Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful way too when it comes to like not only comparison, but seeing other women as competition mm-hmm. and thinking like, oh, that's what they look like at the beach. I should look like that when I go to the beach too. Or, oh, this is what their dinner is looking like. I should probably have something that looks a little bit better than my dinner looks like. Well, I love that, just the gratitude because then it's just putting this like shift and shifting the lens and seeing like, that's yes, that's true. That's their story. And sometimes, like you said, like with Instagram or social media, it's easy to kind of put up the highlights every day instead of, the, you know, the day when you like spill your coffee all over the desk and you have to pick. No one puts that on Instagram. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How do we shift right. from like seeing women as like competition and then to seeing them as beautiful the way that God's made them and appreciate their gifts that God's given them and not see them as something to compete against? Yeah, so... It's definitely something that's been on my mind a lot recently, just because, yeah, it it seems like there are so many awesome women out there doing mm-hmm. awesome things, at least in these during Catholic circles. And it would be such a shame. And I have fallen into this to look at them, though, and kind of want what they have, you know, to be like grasping for what they have. Yep and not building them up instead and, and, and saying like, thank you God for these women who are out there doing these amazing things. And it's so human nature, but it's the whole putting someone down to build yourself up. It won't actually, you know, it doesn't actually make you happy, but maybe it makes you feel a little bit better for a little bit of time. I don't know. So it's so easy to do that, but especially, yeah, just today and with everything going on, it's like, oh my gosh, so many women are just pure gifts and what they're doing is deserves admiration and not this feeling of, oh, I need to compete with them and, and what I have is better than what they have or something. And I think it's, it's also just so prevalent because we're, we're all, um, you know, trying to figure out like, okay, well, can I, can I work? Can I raise my kids at the same time? Do I have to give up both? Like, or do I have to give up one? Can I do both? 
And so I think a lot of women, Catholic and non-Catholic, like struggle with that. And it's just, it, it is just objectively like harder, I think, to be a woman because we do, we are the ones who, you know, bring the child into the world. So it's just, women just have, there's just more that we have, it's more complicated. Like we have to juggle more and think about more and make more decisions than like most men would. So I think just acknowledging that there will be differences within the vocation of motherhood too, and within the vocation of being a woman, but especially being a mother, just appreciating that, okay, you know, I'm, I don't need to compete to make myself feel as if, you know, I, I like made the better decision or something or, um, look down on someone because they're trying to do too, whatever it may be, whatever you're thinking may be on that. I think it's, it's like so crucial to just acknowledge that each woman does have a unique vocation and role to play within her particular family too. And then obviously within society at large, but, um, within her family and we can't, you know, we don't know what that is all the time. Um, so just building each other up and supporting each other and recognizing the gift of each woman and the things that she, you know, that she may be sacrificing to do certain things. It takes a lot of, I mean, it takes virtue, of course, but it's so much better to just see them as gifts and that they are, they're contributing in a unique way. And so are you. So there's no, no need to compete. <laughs> Yeah, I love that just appreciation of that variety. How I, it reminds me of like how St. Paul talks in the Bible about how like we can't all be like we're all called to be unique parts of the body of Christ too. Like if we were all feet, like how, how would we do anything with hands? Like if we were all ears, we wouldn't be able to see. Mm -hmm. And there's such an appreciation of variety and diversity and the beauty of being able to appreciate that instead of sinking into, I think particularly like as a mom, it's easy to sink into like the mommy wars, like, oh, like that's not the right choice because I know better. But also like, in just in terms of general, like being a woman, like it can be easy to kind of pit ourselves against each other instead of appreciate each other. So I think just an appreciation of the variety of mm -hmm. ways that women do live and the choices that they do make um, is a really good step to take, to take a step away from comparison for sure. Exactly. One of the lies that I personally found myself kind of struggling with when it comes to logging onto Instagram and not for looking for encouragement, but just for looking for women to compare myself to is just this idea that like, I'm not enough. Oh, in comparison to this woman's life and, and what she's living, I, I'm just not enough. How do we fight against that lie and overcome the lie that our story isn't enough or even that our story is too much too? Yeah, that's definitely something I've fallen into as well. Just thinking, um, I, and whatever it may be, if it's, you know, related to physical stuff or intelligence or your, your career or your success, um, it's so easy to idealize other women and, and put them, you know, on this pedestal and then just assume that you're somehow lesser than they are um, because of some, you know, objective thing that you think is true about their life. And again, it's, it's so it's so dangerous and it's so it's sort of like I can imagine Christ when he hears us thinking these thoughts he's like oh my gosh that's insulting to me like you mm -hmm. are more than enough I yeah. that's insulting the creator and he delights in you like I think the first time that I really prayed that prayer was sometime in college and, and actually like acknowledging that he delights in me was so powerful because 
wow, okay, yeah, I am more than enough. The God of the universe, like, took the time to make me. Nobody else is exactly like me. So I don't need, you know, the same qualifications as someone else to be enough. Mm-hmm. I and and I think it's it's often so much easier for other people to see like you're doing great, you know, you're like yeah. Yeah, I think your life is you know, it's so much easier for other people to sometimes see that than than for yourself, but again, it it must be hard for him to hear that. Yeah. Like the bemoaning, "Oh my gosh, I'm not good enough and why didn't you do this for me or give me this?" And um again, it's just like it just totally strips you of any feeling of gratitude and gratitude for the beauty in your own life. And I think, again, social media can be great in that sense. Like you can truly reflect, this is the beauty in my everyday life. And it's not to make other women think that I have it all together or to totally idealize me, but but it is like just the truth. There are these beautiful moments that happen and they're not necessarily glamorous or being like in the news or anything but they're really like the stuff of life and I think again just sort of celebrating that on social media can can be great because it's like no I this is this is so much more than enough like this life is there are glimpses of like I I really do sometimes when my son when Jack will do something and I look at him and I'm just like oh my gosh I feel like that was like a glimpse of heaven mm, <laughs> it sounds so yeah. cheesy but it's like no it's true it's, it's sort of this this kind of like I don't know you feel like you're cl- very close to God in those moments and and so that is yeah those are the moments where that totally fill you up and you 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 realize again anew like this is so much more, you know, this is what I had always wanted. This is what I prayed for. And um, to just be present in your vocation again, and to just be grateful for exactly where the Lord has placed you is, I guess, yeah, maybe the best way to just fight that little voice in your head that's saying, you know, you're not enough. Um, And again, if you need to like, just delete Instagram to do that so that you're not looking at other women and saying, oh my gosh, they have it so together, you know, then that's what you need to do. And I think sometimes that's all, that's all it takes for you to just feel like, okay, yeah, I don't need, I don't need to do that anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It's so tempting to, to think like, oh no, like if I, if I delete it or if I log off for the day, I'll miss something. No, it's it's still going to be there when you get back. It's Mm -hmm. all going to be there. You may have missed a few Instagram (laughs) stories, but that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was reading, um, Life of the Beloved. It's a book by Henry now. And, and he really talks about how like your first and most, base identity is the fact that you're God's beloved and it's not something that changes like God doesn't see you as more or less beloved based on like what your nine to five looks like or what vocation you're living in or who your friends are or what your Instagram profile picture is like your identity as the beloved Mm. is something that doesn't shift it doesn't change um there's nothing that we can do to to get rid of him loving us and so I think that's been such a comfort too where it's like it's okay like I may have a really you know crappy day and nothing that I would do today would be ever like I would ever think about putting on Instagram but gosh dang it like you are still the beloved and I think that's such a good reminder too that is yeah yeah and it's it's also like it's funny because when you think about 
the people, like, at least when I think about the other women that I like to follow on Instagram, I'm like, I really like the ones who are just totally themselves. You know, yes. it's like they're complete. You can tell they're just completely themselves. Um, and it's very authentic. And you don't like get annoyed thinking that they're just totally <laughs> like doing this for. And so that's the, it's true. It's like if you're, if you're fully yourself, not that you should be doing it for, you know, other people, but if you're, if you're fully yourself, like other people will appreciate that more than if you're totally trying to be someone else, I think. Yeah. I remember like <laughs> reading stories on Photoshop and how the advertising industry has really changed how women think about their bodies and how just a majority of women think that they're not enough or that they wish they would, you know, they have like a list of things that they would want to change about themselves. But I love, and this is going to sound so like small but i love instagram stories because at least for the accounts i follow and again this is like a conscious choice on like which accounts you follow um and what you fill your your mm -hmm. newsfeed with but they're just like yeah women getting up hanging out with their kids over breakfast and taking them to the playground or whatever their daily life looks like and i think that's such a beautiful shift because it seems to be that for a long time and maybe some of it still is is that social media was very much like put your best face forward or this mask of perfectionism mm -hmm. make people think you have you know all your stuff together all your ducks in a row but the reality is is there there's certain little facets of social media that are allowing us to be really real and i think that's such a beautiful way to just knock down comparison because it, it doesn't let you put people on pedestals because they get up and they feed their yeah. kids in the morning the same way you do and, and they're real yeah that's a really good point i know those are they can be very fun to watch i'm always like i sort of struggle with it because sometimes i think like oh my gosh there's always the the danger of oversharing obviously yep. so sometimes I'm like okay I really you know I don't need to put this this video of my child like you know whatever putting his clothes away or something because, <laughs> because there is sort of something in me that's very strong like okay I don't need to show the world everything about my my life but mm -hmm. then you're right I mean of course again with everything there's kind of a line and yep um, obviously you don't want to, you don't want to be broadcast, like documenting absolutely everything. But, um, so I always like just worry about that. Like, okay, I, you know, I need to protect the privacy of my family still, but, but then it's so great though, to just see the raw unfiltered, um, like candid moments of somebody's day. Cause it can really make, yeah, it can really genuinely make you feel better. Like, okay, that's like totally normal. They're not as, <laughs> they're not as like picture perfect as I thought. So yes, I think it, it can be really awesome. And then obviously it can be like, okay, at some point you just need to put your phone down. Like as a mom, it's like, just put yeah. your phone down and just be present to your kids. Cause I've been feeling that tug a lot recently too. Like I don't want him. I don't want Jack to, you know, see me with my phone a lot. And I, yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, okay, well, I need to find a balance there too. Like I, you know, I don't want him to think that that's the norm. Like I'm always going to be pulling out my phone because <laughs> I, I think, I think a lot of what he does is hilarious. It doesn't mean I need to like film absolutely everything and then share it too. To, mm -hmm. You know, like, Oh, look how cute my kid is. <laughs> so yeah. So there's always, I'm always kind of thinking about the negative too, but it can be, yeah, it can be really funny. And that's, that's true. That's like the Instagram stories are much, they're usually much more <laughs> sort of candid and accurate, but. <laughs>
Yeah, I think of this too when like I spend time with friends. Like I'm I'm not the friend who's like, hey, let's take a like take a picture. Like I'm awful at taking pictures at events. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways it's like, oh dang it, like I do not have very many pictures with my friends. But I think there's such a beauty in the fact that like what we were doing was being present with each other and I didn't even think to have my phone out. Exactly. That's so good. I think that we should like, like you said, like there's this line and this balance between like documenting things because we want to remember them, but also like honoring the present moment by being present in that moment too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. For practical tips, just to kind of wrap things up, when women are you know, scrolling through their Instagram feed or even in all honesty, interacting with women in their day-to-day real life too. Do you have any practical tips for like in that moment where there's a temptation to compare something that they can do to start reversing that lie that that women are a competition and that there should be, you know, holding them up and putting them on pedestals and, and keeping track of everyone's success so that you can compare it to your own? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard a couple of people say like, try to compliment them or something or think mm-hmm. of something, you know, that you that you genuinely feel and believe in and tell them and actually tell them, you know, how great of a job they're doing at being a mom or something. And uh, so that seems like a good that's definitely something I've heard that and I am terrible at doing that myself. And I hate receiving compliments myself. Like it just <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. But I think that, yeah, that that could be a great way, especially if you're right, if you're actually hanging out with someone one on one and I have like a hard time just giving out, comp- you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always feel like I could write it better, you know, like yeah. I'd rather write it in a letter or something, but, but sometimes just saying that, cause it does the times when friends have said, you know, have complimented me on something that seems really small and insignificant. I actually like am super taken aback and I'm like, Oh my gosh, wow. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was noticeable or, at all noteworthy so I think that can be really great because you're sort of saying out loud like what you appreciate about someone and so it I think it helps just take away the the competition and you're just genuinely like no this is great like you're doing you're doing really well at this (laughs) yeah other practical things I mean if you're like really struggling and it's something more like related to social media I think just like closing your eyes and saying a prayer and yeah um, even just a Hail Mary or, yeah, or again, just like closing your eyes and saying one thing that you know, you know, that God has given you and you're grateful for. So prayers probably, yeah, just like getting, because <laughs> those thoughts, I think when you recognize that those thoughts are not from God, like that's just the devil trying to twist like something that's really good and and make you think badly about someone or whatever or put someone down I think immediately recognizing that that's what's happening and then praying you know praying to the Holy Spirit or just asking like okay please like this is not I don't I don't want to be like that Mm -hmm. I don't want my I don't want to immediately take something away from someone to make me feel better yeah Um, so I think recognizing that and then praying for the grace I mean it's just yeah, it just takes grace to just be genuinely happy and full of, you know, yeah, admiration and all of that for for another person. Mm-hmm. I um, love that. I love the tip for complimenting too, because I think a lot of times it's easy to other women who were com- 
like mentally competing with to be like, oh, like to forget that they're a real person and that they have a real story. Like I at the gym, mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh, you know, I wish I look like that. Well, yeah, but she has a real story. Like She's not just her body. Like We hate the, yeah. uh, you know, the advertising and the Photoshop and just how objectifying today's culture is for women's bodies in general. But in sometimes like I'm guilty of doing that, too. Like I'm guilty of reducing a woman down just to her body so that I can compare myself to her. And so I think there's mm-hmm. such a beauty mm-hmm. and like being present in that moment and just either yeah mentally like for me because I don't I'm not very good at giving compliments either like for like okay you know but she's also a human being who's loved by God and she has a story too like she doesn't just exist in the gym as a source of competition yeah um and so I I love that so much more yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. beautiful so just to wrap it up the last question that I ask all the women who come on the show um Emily how do you live out the feminine genius in your daily life as a Catholic wife, a Catholic mama, who is striving to reject comparison? Who? that is a loaded question. <laughs> I saved the heaviest one for last. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, well, I would say I, um, again, I feel very much like in the, the nitty gritty of my vocation right now as a wife, primarily as a wife and a mother, um, but sometimes I forget the wife part, honestly, mm-hmm. so... That, I, yeah, just being being present to my to my family, my husband and my child, and um, really like working hard every day to get my husband to heaven and yeah. to let him get me there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does a good job of that. But um, so just being, you know, a, a, a holy wife, um, which has been so much more than I ever imagined it would be. Mm-hmm. I'm only two years in, but we've learned a lot in those two years, sort of serving him as as a woman, as, yeah, as a mother and in that vocation too, but just always putting him first and figuring out how to help each other grow in love and holiness. And then obviously as a mother, um, just embracing this vocation and letting the Lord sort of lead me wherever, you know, there's so many things in this vocation that just demand that I surrender my fears and anxieties and just totally give them up to our Lord. And that has been a lot harder, to be perfectly honest, than I ever, ever thought it would be. Because I think going into to marriage, I was just like, oh, this is, this is again, what I've always wanted. And mm-hmm. I met my husband in college and it was all pretty easy and it was just like, yeah, it was wonderful. And then you're in it and you're, you're suddenly now living for other people and you're not able, I mean, that's like the number one thing you're, you just cannot possibly be as selfish as you maybe were at one time. Yeah. So it just absolutely forces you to be stretched in ways that you never, ever imagined. And mm-hmm. yeah, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, at this point, I feel like I'm definitely just kind of in the thick of that. And it's a daily thing where you're doing the best that you can with what God has given you at this exact moment. And that's all you can do. But I'm trying to, you know, read a little bit more. I've been reading uh, JP2's Letter to Women, You yes. Design, all of those great. Yeah. Those are, so that's, that's been good to just keep the, <laughs> keep the mental stimulation going. <laughs> it's good to be reminded of my <laughs> dignity as a woman 
when I'm changing dirty diapers and doing dishes. <laughs> I feel yes. like nobody appreciates that. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, but yes, I think just just totally, you know, embracing this vocation and not and and just being being happy and grateful and um, not falling into the temptation of wanting what other people have so yeah yeah i love it thanks for sharing your thoughts on comparison originally in that article on from fem catholic that if you're listening you can find that in the show notes but also just for just your honesty and authenticity here in the interview thanks so much for your time um and for coming on the show emily yeah of course thank you again for having me absolutely Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find all the resources that Emily and I mentioned over on my blog, oldfashionedgirlblog.com. I for sure recommend checking it out and reading Emily's article, Overcoming Comparison, when I was really craving connection. And that was the piece that was originally published on Femme Catholic that we mentioned. If you liked this episode, send it to a friend. If you have a spare minute and you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that more people can find this resource. Know of my prayers for you as we fight this good fight against comparison. Don't forget that you are God's beloved. And please keep this sweet little person of ours in your prayers as they grow throughout this pregnancy. I can't wait to sit down with you again next time over a cup of decaf coffee and continue this conversation about living out the feminine genius in today's world. And that's all I have for this week's episode. But until next time, be not afraid.